Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out this Toronto Today podcast on 640 Toronto. You can hear our show 530 to 9 in the morning on 640 Toronto. 25 years ago today, the car accident that took the life of Princess Diana. To call her a global star, a global influencer, before we use that word properly, was not even up for debate in 1997. Her role her prominence, her influence was dramatic, and so was the reaction to her untimely passing at age 36. We talk about that with a guest, and Sheba Siddiqui and I follow that up with our own conversation as to how life might be different for the royal family, for her kids, all of that if she were alive today at the age of 61. That happens right now. Have a listen. We chatted earlier in the show about her legacy, and I asked where Diana would be today and where she would have gone. She'd be 61 years old now. Well, Greg, that's an enormous what if, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, an impossible one really to answer because she was a very mercurial person. She uh, led from the heart. And as we see uh, with the way in which she's being remembered, even 25 years later, it was that aspect of her character that people really recognized the authenticity of her emotional engagement in what she was doing. She had what they call a, a high EQ. And I saw this over and over again around the world, particularly with people who were in need or who were suffering or who had been neglected or ostracized. Uh, she connected with them in a way that no other royal person uh, does. And indeed, very few people in public life at all. She collect, connected with them um, uh, on an emotional level and engaged emotionally and that was what made her uh, so um, unforgettable and irreplaceable when the crash happens um it's you're shocked clearly uh you're grieving clearly did you go from a sadness to an anger when you found out more about it there was a there was a palpable anger towards how the royal family initially reacted to the crash there was a palpable anger and i'm not sure it's ever returned towards um, the media, if you will, though many of them were photographers, the paparazzi, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But did you feel those emotions sort of crest up in you in the weeks that followed? You would think I would, Greg. Yeah, but I think when you lose somebody who you know well, uh, are fond of, admire, certainly in my case, the initial reaction was was just shock. And... There was quite a lot to do as well, because although I had resigned from working for the princess over the Martin Bashir panorama scandal a year before she died, um, still I I recognized that there was probably quite a lot I could do to help with the funeral arrangements. And I remember going to Buckingham Palace. Um, it was the evening of the uh, announcement of her death. And it was a beautiful warm evening. There were thousands of people in the in the parks around the palace and not a sound. It was very, very eerie. So many people, not a sound. And the palace itself looked completely uninhabited. There wasn't a light in a window. Uh, there was no piper playing a lament. There wasn't a candle. Uh, there was nothing which gave any recognition of what had happened. And I think that was... Um, emblematic of how the royal establishment responded or failed to respond. And that didn't make me angry. That made me worried for them. I thought somebody's missing the mood here and that could be bad. Do you think the mood 
towards the royal family changed forever after this. There was already uh, a lot of, I wouldn't say pressure, but there was a lot of um, distaste for uh, how Diana was shunned from the family, a lot of concern about Charles's public reputation. I mean, this doesn't even go into the layers of Prince Andrew's reputation, but but at that point in time, clearly the public had chosen, if you're going to choose somebody in a uh, highly publicized, uh, he said, she said divorce, the public chose Diana, the princess. They did. Yes, they did. And they were right to do so, uh, I think, because whatever the rights and wrongs of the detail, and I mean, nobody emerges from it with, with their reputation entirely unblemished. No. Um, I thought that that just on a human level, um, Diana was uh, somebody who put the, her heart and soul into her into her role as a princess. Remember, she didn't come into the royal family to be a princess. She came in to be queen. And all my time with her, uh, right till the end, we were preparing for her to be queen at a moment's notice. And I think that the lack of respect that she was shown, not least when it emerged that her husband was in love with somebody else, and had been for years and was conducting a very highly organized and uh, sophisticated affair that put Diana at an enormous disadvantage psychologically. But it was characteristic of her that she responded with real steel and determination. She recognized, yep, I've I've been unfairly treated, uh, but I'm going to use that experience, that feeling of exclusion, to be better at my job and to relate more effectively with people who were outsiders. So that's why she chose causes like AIDS, leprosy, homelessness, mental illness, addiction. These were all things where she felt she could understand the experience of ordinary people. She said to me, Patrick, I can do this because I'm one of them. Yeah, Patrick Jefferson uh, joining us. And uh, we got five minutes left. And I thought, what better way to lead to nine o'clock than see if I can bring Sheba Siddiqui to tears. I'm already, like, this is already a five Kleenex box song for me. You remember what this was like? Watching Elton John walk into the funeral and do this song live? Oh my God, I watched it last night. I do, but what stands out to me about her funeral was watching her two little boys, who were, I believe, 12 and 15 at the time, walking beside their father behind her casket. Uh, and just thinking, wow, like, they the pain they must be in how the attention that everybody is watching them at this moment the absolute lack of privacy for those little boys and what they had to endure during that time it's really interesting and by the way this song uh fastest selling single in the uk it sold uh, you got to understand when we were buying now we were almost buying exclusively cds then vinyl hadn't made any kind of comeback and you couldn't stream anything it sold 658,000 copies on the first day of release 1.5 million in the first week it stayed at number 1 for 5 weeks um and became the best selling song in the UK it beat out do they know it's christmas which was obviously for famine relief with a bunch of superstars on it 13 years ago and and then here's the problem though radio stations started playing this song because it's a hit every hour and you'd be like ah again but but they were they redid the lyrics within a week uh goodbye england's rose like i can't tell you what a pop culture moment that was and it obviously you know it held with us and elton john just looked like he looked it just shattered to walk to the piano totally distraught and sit down and play the damn song live. I'll never forget how that made made me feel. I'm not the biggest Elton John fan, but I couldn't believe he could do it and get through it. 
He did without wavering his voice once. It was beautiful. That's a professional. That was one of, he was one of her best friends, right? It just shows you so much about her personality, who she surrounded herself with, who her friends were, the way she had fun. She was so filled with light and laughter and especially the more she distanced herself from the royal family and just really stepped into who she was as a person. How do you think, I'd love to ask you this because you and I like to like tussle a little bit about uh, Meghan Markle. I know there's a big story on her this week and some people are taking her to town for her interviews and whatnot, but I, I wonder how it all would have been different, right? I wonder where Diana would have gone, whether, she, whether Harry leaves the royal family, can Diana keep it all? Some people are kind of the rock he of a have family. Left. I think that too. I think exactly what you just said. He would not have left. I think he has a lot of anger towards his family. You see him. You see his posture when he's 12 years old, walking behind his mother's casket for the whole world to see where he can't grieve publicly. He can't show the world how he's actually feeling. And he actually comes forward in his adult life and says that he never spoke about it. He never let that go. He never healed from that until much, much later in his life uh, when he was in therapy. So he held that in, those moments, mm. the lack of having a mother, uh, just the crazy rumors, you know, his dad getting remarried, all of that. I'm sure that's so much for a person. And you're right. I think that he, him and Megan would have never left the royal family had Diana still been alive. It's funny. My dad, my dad lost his mom uh, right after I was born. And she, there are some people that are just the, the rock, whatever, the fam- and the whole family kind of, he's a very functional human being. And. He's been, you know, best friends with me. Uh, I was his only son, and and I'm like, who am I supposed to hang out with? My dad was awesome with that, and uh, but my mom, I know my grandma dying when she died, just split like that was everything. Everything unraveled after that. And listen, it's not like Harry and William are uh, out of control, dysfunctional human beings. But I agree with you. Diana probably would have been like, get it back together, because it looks like Harry and William have this divide also. That's not gonna. Uh, you know, not going to get repaired anytime soon. Kate and Megan have this divide. Like there's, I don't believe all of this is just rumor and innuendo. It's based on some element oh, of no. fact. And, and then it just gets blown up out of proportion. Well, Megan talks about this in her, how she's working on forgiving the royal family and she's trying to move on. Uh, and just a statement like that, that she talks about in her new podcast. I'm sure that ruffles their feathers. Because it makes it look like they've done something wrong, whereas they stand by they have done nothing wrong. So you're right. There is this rift in the family that I don't think would have been there uh, had Diana been around.